Hello and welcome to Joyful Heart, a podcast for Christian women who are trying to balance a relationship with God, school, work, and other things that we deal with on an everyday basis. On this podcast, topics such as faith and lifestyle will be covered and discussed. And with that, let's get into this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Joyful Heart. Today, we are going to be talking about why we sometimes struggle to believe God. And before we get into this episode, I just kind of wanted to clarify what I mean by believe God. So I'm not talking about why we sometimes struggle to not believe in God. I'm talking about why sometimes we struggle to believe God, why we struggle to believe and trust his word and his timing, why we struggle to trust him overall. You know, because a lot of the times in the Bible, it'll talk about how God is faithful and trustworthy and loving and dependable. But sometimes in our minds, we don't believe that fully. And then we struggle with doubt. And this is something that I struggle with and still struggle with as a believer. So I feel like God placed it on my heart because I think sometimes when it comes to doubt and trust and like anxiety and fears, we see this as something that means that we don't really believe in God or that, you know, we're not really saved or something of that sort. But I believe doubt can be used for good to show us our gaps in faith and like show us where God is still working on us. You know, a lot of the times as believers, we do struggle to believe God. And I think this should be normalized in the way that it's okay to believe this. Like you're not a bad Christian for believing this. You're not a bad believer. We are humans. You know, our minds can only handle so much. So sometimes we do doubt God, but this isn't to say that we can never fully trust him or that God can't renew us, you know, that God can't change us, that God can't help us through this because he can and he will. So I feel like God, you know, just placed it on my heart so that we could get these conversations going within our community, within our friend groups, within our church. So today we're going to be talking about why sometimes we don't believe God. We don't believe what he says. You know, in my own personal experience, I'm going through something right now where I am at a crossroads. I can either go to the left or I can go to the right. And I'm really confused. And I feel like as I was just like praying, like God placed the thought on my heart, which was like, why is it so hard to trust you? Why is it so hard to trust that you will answer my prayers? Why is it so hard to believe that you are in control? And I feel like this is something I need to expand on more because this lack of faith is keeping me, I feel like, from hearing this answer, from really hearing God, because I feel like he's speaking but I can't hear him. I don't recognize his words yet. So today we're going to be covering the three things that I feel like act as a barrier from us actually believing God's word and believing what God says. Now, these three things aren't the only three things. I think it's often a combination of a lot of things. And I think our other like sins and other things we struggle with also kind of maneuver together to stop us from like actually believing God but these are the three that I feel like apply to me and like 
apply to a lot of people. The first one being pride. So before we get into it, I wanted to quickly discuss and go over the actual definition of pride. So the definition is a feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievements. The achievements of those with whom one is closely associated or from qualities or possessions that are widely admired. The focus is on one's own dignity, importance, merit, or superiority. The focus is mainly on us and what we can do. You know, it's kind of like, I accomplished this. I got this job. I have all of this money. I did this, you know, like it is, you know, like within pride, I is always at the middle. I is the center of it. It's all about what I can do. It's all from my point of view. It's a very self-centered perspective and self-centered way of thinking and like mindset because it is rooted in sin and selfishness. You know, once you become a believer, once you fully believe and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you realize that this is not the truth. You know, you realize like you did not get that job. God provided that job for you. God provided that opportunity. God allowed you to get that interview. God gave you the capabilities. He gave you the qualities that would make you a good fit for this job. You did not become wealthy. You did not become like a millionaire or like have this super nice, you know, car and house. God provided all of those things for you. You know, God allowed you to have that. God gave that to you. God blessed you. Do you see the difference? Like, it's the difference between, like, where did this actually come from? Because that is something we know as believers. And, like, once we really know scripture and know God, like, everything we have is from God. Which is why he can take things away. You know, the difference is that we are not able to do anything on our own. We're not able to accomplish anything on our own. And if we do accomplish something, it's not a true accomplishment. It's not a fulfilling accomplishment. It's just something worldly that we were able to acquire. When our pride gets too high, when our self-reliance gets too high, our faith and our trust lower. You know, they're not always going to be balanced. If you have too much pride if you have too much self-reliance meaning like you rely on yourself for everything and like you don't feel like you can trust others to accomplish things then your faith and trust in God will lower you know for example I don't know how many group projects you all have worked on but there is always a time where there's one person in the group who maybe this was you or maybe this was another person or maybe it was your friend or something where This person, maybe not intentionally, but the vibe came off that like they don't trust you to do the work. So they kind of do everything and then they'll just give you like a little bit or maybe they'll give you an easy task or something easy to do. Or maybe this was you. You didn't really trust other people because I get that group projects are definitely a test because they're very difficult but maybe you didn't trust the other people in your group to actually do the project or maybe you didn't trust them to actually do what they are supposed to do or maybe you didn't trust their abilities maybe you didn't trust their capabilities now your pride is so high and your faith and trust maybe not faith but your trust that they will come through is lowered it's the same thing with God 
when we are too prideful, when we are too self-reliant, we don't believe God because we don't trust him and we don't have faith in him. We don't have trust that he will answer our prayers. We don't have trust that he will come through and turn the situation around and use it for our best interest. It's when our pride is way too high. But something as believers that we ought to do and we need to do is to humble ourselves before the Lord. We can see this in James 4.10. Humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord and he will exalt you. 2 Chronicles 7.14 And my people, who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. We need to humble ourselves before we can really believe and trust God. If we are too focused on ourselves and what we can do, we forget that there is nothing God cannot do. There is nothing that is impossible for God. So now we are going to move on to the second reason, which is our past. Past experiences can often bring about a sense of doubt. There may have been moments in your past where God didn't come through like you expected him to. You know, we kind of get stuck in this my will versus thy will. Maybe God didn't do things that fit what you wanted, what you desired, and you felt let down. You felt maybe disappointed by God. Maybe you felt like he wasn't listening to you, or maybe you felt like he was ignoring you. We then begin to think that God is untrustworthy, or maybe he's inconsistent in his abilities, or he's inconsistent in his love, or maybe his love really is conditional. Maybe it's not unconditional. We often reflect and remember those times that God didn't answer his prayer, or he didn't do what we so badly wanted him to do. Maybe he didn't provide the job you wanted. Maybe he didn't, you know, heal someone of a sickness when you asked. Maybe you lost someone that you loved. And in those moments, we're kind of like, well, like, God, what the heck? Like, why didn't you answer my prayer? Why didn't you help this person? Why didn't you help me? And I think that is often the first little seed of doubt that is planted within our minds. Because I feel like as humans, we are so quick to hold grudges and to not forgive. And that is a very destructive combination when you are trying to be a believer and trust in God. Because the reality is that, you know, we do go through bad things. We do go through bad seasons and bad times. And we often think, okay, I'm being punished for something. Or, you know, God doesn't really love me. Forgetting that evil was in this world because of the enemy. He brought in the evil. He brought in the bad things. Bad things happen because of sin, because we sinned first, you know? And I think we oftentimes attribute a lot of the bad things to God when those cannot be of God. Or maybe there's a time where you felt let down by God. You know, as I said before, maybe you were disappointed by God. We then, as humans, often build up these walls and then we do not allow God to come back in because We feel like he personally hurt us. We feel like he did us wrong. And then so we're like, why am I going to trust you when you didn't come through for this time or you didn't answer my prayer about this? It's very hard to forget the past. And sometimes it's really scary to trust God again or to give it all to him. You know, when you really, truly give up all sense of control to God, it's scary. It's really scary because we don't know the outcome. 
we're just supposed to trust in God. Or maybe sometimes with your past, the reason why you struggle to believe God is because you think your past defines you. You think you are so unworthy of God and that he could never truly love you if he knew all that you did or all that you said or how you acted. But that isn't the truth. And we know this because of scripture. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, this person is a new creation. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. Philippians 3.13-14 Brothers and sisters, I do not regard myself as having taken hold of it yet. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. You know, these verses are really getting at the fact that once we become of God and we are in Christ, everything in our past is forgotten. Jesus is so quick to forgive and move forward. And we should do the same. We shouldn't look towards the past of our past failures, of our past doubts, of our past disappointments, and think that is the future. That just takes away all the hope and the faith that we can have, you know, and also realizing just the lies like God has never failed you. I know sometimes he may, it may feel like he let us down, but he has never failed you. You know, he has never failed you. And I know sometimes it's hard to believe that. It's hard for me to believe that. You know, I think sometimes when we're like, oh, should I trust God? You know, this quick moment from the past will flash in and we're like, oh, like, I remember that. I remember when he didn't come through. I remember when he didn't answer that prayer, not realizing that God doesn't work on our will. Yes, he wants to give us the desires of our heart. He wants to answer our prayers, but it's still his will. It's still his timing. It's still his plan and his purpose for our life. We're called to serve, not to be served by the Lord. And the last reason why we sometimes cannot believe God and trust him is because of a pest. Now you may be wondering, what are you talking about? I am talking about where all of these things often spawn from. The biggest pest of all, the enemy. He will be so quick to spew lies into our mind. It can get really scary because at certain points, the enemy's lies can start to sound like your own thoughts and your own voice, which is why we often are so quick to believe them because, you know, I know, okay, so this is kind of a tangent, but apparently not everyone has an inner monologue, like not everyone has the ability to like think within their head, if that makes sense. So for me sometimes, because I do have that ability where it'll sound like my own voice. I'm like, oh, like God's not trustworthy or I don't know if I can trust God or, you know, maybe it's a little bit more unconscious the way you think and put things together. But more than often, it is from the enemy. You know, the enemy will often expose our lack of faith and doubt in God by how quickly we are to believe his lies. And I think this is like one of the most important reasons why why we should be in the word and in the word every single day because if we are not in the word we do not get to know God's voice we do not get to know you know the way he speaks and how he words things and most importantly 
we do not become familiar with the truth. I want to do a podcast on this in the future, but I think a lot of believers do not really study and know scripture. So when people, you know, bring up counter arguments to Christianity, to Jesus, to God, we kind of stumble because we're like, well, I don't, I don't really know. And we're not supposed to know everything, but I think if we actually study the Bible and we're like remembering scripture, when the counter arguments appear, we can kind of counter them with our own truth and with what God says. Because a lot of the times, you know, for my whole life, I would just hear these lies from the enemy and I'd be like, oh, that's the truth. But then you read scripture and it's like, no, that's, that's not the truth. Like, why did you believe that? That's not true at all. I think one of the most important things to remember is the Bible clearly tells us the enemy is a liar. Every single thing he says to us is a lie. He is here to kill, steal, and destroy. He is not here to bring truth. He is not here to make you happy. He is not here to save you. He is here to drag you down with him because he knows that his time is coming up. He knows he will not rule forever. He knows that Jesus is Lord. You know, it talks on the Bible, even the demons shudder at the name of Jesus because they believe. That's why sometimes it's not enough to believe. Like you need to incorporate Jesus into everything. Bring him into every part of your life because if the enemy can recognize he is Lord, it's not enough for us to do the same. We've got to take it a step further. We've got to be in the word so that we can point out these lies as lies and not believe them. You know, as I said, the enemy is a liar. Nothing he says is true. He will twist a lie so well, sometimes very scary, to the point where it seems so similar to the truth or to the point where it seems so similar to what God says. But when we are in scripture, we can see like, hey, that looks really similar, but this is not what God says. This is not what is said in scripture. Therefore, I should not believe this. We should not allow this to control us or have a say over us or impact our faith and trust in God. Or maybe he'll even twist a lie so similar to the thoughts in our head. But at the end of the day, it is still a lie. Once we can kind of move past his lies, we can see that God is in fact trustworthy. God is in fact faithful. But something that can bring encouragement is that God is good regardless of how you are. His love is not conditional. It's not based upon what you can do because we could never do enough to earn his love. And so I think once we take away that pressure, perhaps we could start to actually believe and trust God who loves us unconditionally. Matthew 6, 31 through 33. Do not worry then saying, what are we going to eat? Or what are we going to drink? Or what are we going to wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all of these things, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all of these things. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided to you. 2 Timothy 2, 11-13 The statement is trustworthy. For if we died with him, we also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. And I just want to like focus in on what that scripture said at the last sentence. 
even when we are faithless, even when we cannot trust him, he is still faithful. Nothing changes. Jesus will not ever change who he is or like what he is all about. Nothing will change him. Even when you have no faith left in your body, he is still faithful. He is still forgiving and he is still good. I think when you kind of like look at everything in the bigger picture, the key is often a lack of faith and trust in God. Only God can resolve these issues in our life. Only God can give us the faith we need to endure all of the seasons in our life. We cannot build up faith all on our own. We need to start to lower the walls we put up and hand over control to God and trust in the Lord. Allow God to humble you. Ask him to show you where you don't trust him enough. Ask him to expose your lack of faith so that you can grow closer to him. Listen to God, not the enemy and not the world. You know, at the end of the day, faith is going to carry us through a lot of situations that we didn't think we could get through. God is going to help us through a lot of situations we didn't think we could ever overcome. But we need to believe what he says. We need to learn to trust in God to get through all of these situations. You know, once we really believe in him, I believe we'll see this domino effect of where we just start maturing and growing and really trusting in him and really connecting with him in the way that he wants to connect with us. So I hope you all enjoyed this episode. I know it definitely revealed a lot of things for me and showed me a lot of areas that I need to work on for myself and like with God. But I hope that you all have a great rest of your day and a very blessed week. Well, that concludes this week's episode of Joyful Heart. Feel free to reach out with prayer requests, praise reports, requests for topics or general questions on either Instagram or the Facebook group. These can be sent to Joyful Heart. That's J-O-Y-F-U-L-L-H-E-A-R-T-T on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and at JoyfulHeart.com for blog posts. I hope you all have a blessed day and I'll catch you next week. Bye!